Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Perth Fit Fair podcast. Again, this is one that we've been waiting to do for a long time. It's well overdue. There are a couple of our great friends, um, and we're here with the Porters. So we've got Josh, we've got Renee from Jay Porter Clothing, from Dream Hunter. We're going to speak about some more. We like to think of them as serial entrepreneurs. We've discussed just before going live. <laughs> Thanks, brother. So I'm just going to delve in straight away on the serial entrepreneurs because this was a conversation which I think is great to have Tell us about your businesses, your first businesses, pre Jay Porter. It's funny, I guess we didn't really know them because we had an interesting business, but we both had a, a background with um, families and businesses. Mine was in agriculture farm. My dad was a farmer. So he was a little bit of a it's like correct, exactly. And um, and Renee's family is in sports stores and, and actually in a lot of small businesses. So we both come from the background of small businesses. Okay. Um, and you know, when I was young and fun, my brother and I were in the age I was six and we were able to sell quarters, eggs and ginger beer. And we used to sell a lot of eggs and ginger beer. In fact, we used to go to church with mum and dad and sell like 30 pounds of eggs. So you, yeah. like these are fresh eggs. So you fresh eggs. The best eggs you've ever tasted. You know what the best part of this? Because that's what you mentioned leading into this. Like, I've got to chat, chat about eggs and ginger beer. What is eggs and ginger beer? It seems like a really hipster idea, which would be mm. in today's market. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, the, that was the beginning for me. And um, then further on down the track, I was involved in landscaping and renovations. So I had a landscaping business and some landscaping jobs. And then, um, Moving on from now, because you've been able to start a business. Yeah, my business journey started a little bit later because I sort of went out of school. I had a job from age 12. I always had a job. What did you do? Um, I used to work for my family sports shop. My first ever job was wiping dust off the bottom of the clothing racks. And really starting from the bottom of the floor. Vacuuming the floors, and that's pretty much what I did. Um, and then I moved into retail. And I was then going through high school. And then um, I started... I actually started working for a really small mining company and they were both chartered accountants and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I, I knew I wanted a good job and I wanted to go to uni. uni. So I went and sort of took inspiration from them and went and studied um, accounting and business law. I wanted to be, it's so funny when I look back at what we're doing now, back then I wanted to be a chartered accountant, I wanted to go into audit and then I also wanted to become a lawyer mm -hmm. and be some high powered executive and uh, I guess that was like my... 18 year old dream and it's so different to what it is now yeah uh, and I went and studied and I got my accounting degree and I kind of went through that whole uni process and and then through um I don't know where mine is yeah whoops sorry sorry guys we just get rid of some phones for some noise and, uh, thank you Brett um yeah and then I kind of went um into oh this is a really long story but we got plenty of time I want to delve into <laughs> it so I want to point out to everyone what what we love about the Perth Fit Fan Podcast is we know the personalities, but we want to delve into it. So nothing's too long. Tell us about it. Okay. We're, we're <laughs> well, do you want to talk about... Well, the, my first memory of either of us, you know, after, after childhood, I suppose, getting into business, you know, I did my landscape design business, and then you started Social Butterfly Creative. Yes, which yeah. is so weird. It's and the Facebook page is still like there. I remember like I was working a more corporate job and I was working, you know, in a, in a corporate accounting, um, or actually in a law firm. I was firm. working for a law firm, yeah. And her boss, who was um, the head of whatever, like um, accounts and admin, was, um, was into the, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey, like the smut book scene? The smut book scene. Yeah, yeah. like the, the, the adult like romance. Like Fifty Shades of Grey had just come out and there was this kind of whole underground movement and um, what's the one with the vampires? 
um, Twilight. 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 So there was a lot. So Fifty Shades of Grey actually started as fan fiction based on characters out of Twilight, and it kind of morphed into something else. And so it was really this really big movement of yep. these underground smart book writers. So dirty. <laughs> you know, they sell ninety nine cent like books. And boons, like in like the that. Yeah, it was just yeah, just like that. It was uh, more hardcore, I'd say. Okay. And it was kind of. Um, starting to emerge and there was all these blogs that were cropping up and, and all these websites where you could buy 99 cent smart books made by local artists or made by a lot of, a lot happened in the UK. I, I just remember Renee <laughs> coming home and she, she shared this laptop and she started designing these book covers for her boss and her boss's friends. Now literally like sex books covers. Yep, like she was, she was designing. I these, taught myself Photoshop. Photoshop and I was like, what are you actually doing? And what like, was your actual reaction though? I was like, can I read them? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> No, it was crazy. It was crazy. She, um, my boss, she is, actually I still speak to her. This was a really long time ago. I still speak to her. She emailed me just last week because she needs some help with her Instagram, which is just crazy. But uh, she wanted a book blog. Basically, she was reviewing all these smart books and she wanted, I shouldn't call them smart books. Some of them are really well written and, you know, there's real topics in them. Uh, she wanted to start reviewing them professionally. So we kind of sat down and said, well, let's build a blog. And I helped her build a WordPress blog, which is the first time I'd used WordPress. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. through that, I started designing the banners for the WordPress website. And then through that, I started getting in contact with some independent authors that needed book covers done. So, yeah, it really just kind of... And that's, that's where the journey for the, the creative person that Renee is now. I mean, she was always... During high school, like Renee and I have been together since we were, you know, just turned 17. So yeah. yeah, long time. Even like, I remember going down, down to Levers and everyone's like, oh, hand Renee the camera, she's good at photos. She was always good at that, like she was always creative, so for her to then start a little creative business like the one she had, was, it's, it sort of was a natural progression. So that's kind of where the whole creative journey for, uh, for Renee as a creative started. Yeah, definitely. So at the time I was working in, in, a, in a corporate sort of, I'd moved from like a, a national product manager role into like a state um, sales development role for a, for a big mining company. And I hated it, like, I, you know, I hated it. I liked the people I worked with, but I hated the industry. I didn't like the big money industry. It wasn't creative, it wasn't, it wasn't people, it was all about dollars. So not inspiring for you? Not inspiring at all. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, I guess that's just my experience though with it. So I just started training. Like we'd got married, we'd moved, we'd, we'd lived in Sydney, we'd moved to Sydney, we'd moved back. And I was still studying, I was working as an, a super fund auditor. So bizarre. So when you say you're still um, studying, so at this stage, had you got, were you a CA at this stage? No, actually I'm not, a, still not a CA. Oh, I okay. never went through, I got halfway through it and I'm, it's in limbo. At the moment, okay. yeah. I'll never go back to it, but I keep saying I've got a few years to go. So, okay. So when I was still studying, I was working for the company. I moved back to Perth, moved on to this, this industrial company, and at the same time, I'd, I just we both probably really just started training. She started training before me. Started training, started going to the gym, and I was like, I don't want to wear any of this stuff. So we had this idea for a clothing brand, um, mm -hmm. and I remember to, I used to go home and talk to Renee about it. I was like, Renee, I really want to do this. I want to do a men's clothing brand. You know, girls have got Lululemon, they've got Lorna Jane, they've got they've mm -hmm. got Running Bear, whatever. I wanted a men's clothing brand. So Renee and I started planning it and it took us a while. We, it was a lot of back and forth thing and she mm -hmm. was quite creative already with her design. So we were throwing design ideas back and forth and she finally just sent me our little logo, a little abstract and just said, this is our logo. So one thing I want to touch on before we go, just so I know the timeline of this. I'm wearing a logo. There yeah, you go. there we go. There's not one at the back. Um, so we were discussing this before we came on. So sure. it's been about four and a half years for you guys uh, yeah, just since you launched. Four, yeah. At what point did the idea come? The idea came at about five, five just over five years, oh, probably just under five years ago. So it's about a six-month process. About a six-month process to actually launch it, and it was actually I was obsessing over it. Like I was 
networking, I was making, you know, probably um, meeting people like yourself. Like I was really putting myself out into the fitness industry, trying to trying to actually connect with people so they'd know who we were when we launched. Yeah. And, and I was probably obsessing over it for too long. Okay. And sometimes when you want, you've got a good idea and you want to start a business, yeah, I see this happen a lot actually. People just sit on the idea because yep. they're too scared to launch because it has to be perfect. Fear's massive, hey. And and yeah, and you and you don't want to you don't want to fuck it up. So Renee actually was the one who said to me in the end, she said, "You just got to you just we just got to start. You've got to get this idea started." Mm -hmm. So we launched, and it was it was scary. I think stuff. we ordered the first samples, and that was the real kickstart of actually we talked about the samples we wanted and what we wanted to get, but we hadn't ordered anything, or we'd kind of played with a few designs, and we hadn't actually physically got a product in our it was hands really scary yet. Scary time because we, we, yeah. we didn't know really what we were doing in the industry. We, yep. we weren't bodybuilders. We weren't. We didn't have much money. Um, we had a bit, but not a lot. We we, we really didn't have any um, name for ourselves. No in the following. No following. I'd, I'd only just started social media. She'd already had it for a bit. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was a really scary time, but it was also like, it's probably one of the best times of all because it was yeah. really the beginning. So this is one thing where I want to inject in where, this is where our relationship started because yeah. it was just before the launch that you and I met inside one of the um, supplement stores. Sure. Yep. And yeah, you were wearing your corporate stuff, so you are your button button. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but just cool dude. Um, and <laughs> the, yeah, you were so passionate. Like you're saying, you're just obsessed and passionate and showing me this logo and it's kind of like abs and... Just in detail, and I remember it really stuck with me that time because it was nothing about the brand at that stage. You were just about to launch, and right. then yeah. I saw it a lot afterwards. Yeah. But I was just like, "Man, this guy is just cool." Like you were so passionate and so genuine about it, and you still are. Today Thank you, brother. As well, like nothing like yeah. that has changed yeah. at all. Like both of you. Um, so this is where our journey started. But continue from yours from here. So at that point, we we kicked off the brand. We'd started getting some pretty quick traction. Um, People in Perth were amazing. I think we really, the way we started it was, we said we don't have a lot else going for us other than the fact that we're passionate, I've got this wicked dream, and, we, and we're gonna share the journey. That'll be our strategy, we'll share the journey and just hope that people connect. Mm. And they did, like we, we grew so quick in the first year um, and we, we were fortunate enough to get some really good sponsored athletes on board and, and, and probably get involved with some of the federations. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just, you know, we were just doing everything we could, all we knew, all we knew at the time. Mm. Um, so that business started growing and I, I was, I left my full-time job after, I remember we'd been, we'd been running the business for about five or six months and I remember I was saying to Renee, I want this to be my life, like, I want this business to be my full-time job now, like, I do not want to ever do anything else for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And from that date, we, we sat down, we, we budgeted, we set a plan, we figured out an exit strategy for me for my work. It took me 17 months to leave my full-time job. Yeah, well. Uh, I transitioned down to part-time just at the end and then it took me 17 months and I remember not really, I'm not ashamed to say this, I remember parking in my car park at work for those last sort of five, six months and I'd have tears in my eyes because I'd hated my job, but I had this little love affair like business that was on the side that was, that was Jay Porter Clothing, that's all I wanted to do. Yep. I couldn't afford to do it yet, yeah. but it was, it was tearing me apart because it's all I wanted to do. So I'd work till you know, seven, eight o'clock at night because I was in a state manager role. Yeah. Then I'd come home, then we'd eat. Renee had been working her hardcore job as an accountant, we'd come home, eat, and we'd start working again about eight o'clock at night, yep. work till one or two in the morning, every night. Yeah, that's crazy. That's one thing that stands out for you guys is the amount of work that you put in, mm. like all the time, even now, like yeah. going through your Snapchats and it's genuine. You're here, it's like midnight or 1am and yeah. you've done all-nighters yeah. yeah. many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many times. So that's the things that stand out um, uh, for me with you guys. Now, community, and you spoke about one thing you did was network. Because one sure. thing from when I look at your, all your businesses, so it's obviously coming from you guys, you're exceptionally good at building community and followers and making things inclusive, which is one thing that you know we're really big on. Obviously, Perth Fit Fan yeah. connecting the Perth fitness scene. Um, so, how do you do it? 
we, we, when we first started the, the, the brand um, and, and our businesses, which we'll talk about, which have followed since, we've followed the same philosophy. We want it to be about people. Mm. So like we called Jay Porter the people's brand. And, and in the very beginning, we said, we're not going to distribute and resell. So we're not going to sell out. That's mm -hmm. just, that's just a, a policy. Um, we're always going to make it about people. Like customer service is going to be a real huge focus of ours, more so than trying to chase dollars. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And that's served us really well because it's meant we've enjoyed it. As, as we've made so many friends. Mm. So by really focusing on people and not so much on money and by staying true to our values, um, it's just, you know, it's been the vision that we've had since the very beginning. So what we always, always ask ourselves here is like, every time we do any online shopping or anything, or any time our staff do online shopping, we're always talking about, how's your experience? How did it make you feel? Did you feel like you were, you know, accepted? Were you part of a community? Mm. And, um, and sometimes we find businesses that do it really well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we don't. So with Jay Porter, you know, we don't get it perfect every time. We definitely have a lot of work to go, mm. but we, we're so focused on making sure people have the best experience. And they walk away feeling like they, they believe in themselves. Yeah. Can we like Motivation is part of your brand. It is. It's part of you guys as people, but it's a big part of your, your brand and, and every single release you're, you're instilling something into people too. So delve into, I guess, the thought pattern behind that, but how yeah. you create something intangible, really tangible for people. Like they, like they love it. They yeah. just attach to it. I've had other businesses ask me how to do it, like you guys. Yeah, we like, get asked that question. Is like, like yeah, just go see those guys. How do we build the hype for a, a collection release, and how do we create this feeling around what, what we build? And yeah, how, yeah. how do you make people want to be a part of it? Because this is the thing: passion is what makes the world go round. Passion is not. Uh, when I explain passion to people, I say, just because somebody's passionate, if someone's really passionate, you're going to feel passionate. You might not feel passionate about what it is that they do. But that, but passion's an emotion, so you're going to feel it, and you're going to translate that into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So with our brand, like by getting passionate and sharing that through our stories and through, our, you know, we don't always nail it with our marketing, but we're always trying to show people like journey and tell them how much we love it and what we do. It makes people feel passionate, and then they go and they apply that to their life, and they start a business, or they go and kill, you know, kick ass at their job, or they go become the best bodybuilder because they felt passionate. Mm. And um, and that's really what the brand is. Like I've said to people before, we're not a clothing brand; we're a motivation brand. Clothing is just a vehicle that we use to take that message out into the world. Yeah, it's just a vehicle, and um, and like every time we write a we, we we run a collection, it's not a case of like oh here's our new summer colours and cuts. It's this is the story of the summer 2018 collection. Like right now, this one's called Truth and Freedom, mm -hmm. and there's a whole story that gets written about it. Yeah, it's not just a few words. It's a whole story. There's a whole theme behind it, and it's talking about like finding the truth that like in for example for this collection, we're brought up believing that this is our place in life. We're brought up with a preconceived belief, this is who you are, this is your place in life, this is who you're gonna be. Mm. Um, there's actually, that's actually false, and there's actually a truth behind that. Yeah. If you find that truth, you can actually realize, no, that's not necessarily who, who I need to be, I can be a lot better than that. Yeah. And then in, in doing that, you find freedom and break free from the chains of your, your, your ideals. So with that, you're obviously both very creative people, you work really synergistically, obviously with a more sales background, more accounting background, but yeah. you're both, like I'm saying, ultra creative so when you're creating um uh when you're creating a new launch or a new range where are you drawing inspiration from like where are you coming up with this stuff i'll be honest for me when i'm writing like R renee does a huge amount of the design work so when we're designing like i'll do a lot of writing i'll bring a lot of concepts to renee and she'll turn it into something beautiful yeah and um, that's how we work well together but when i'm writing i'm looking at okay. like i'm literally thinking about my own life and when I'm talking about, you know, rise up and fight, I was going through a hard time then. I needed to rise up and fight. Yeah. And, it, and I find that if I'm real about what's real to me 
and I put that message out there, other people will go, yeah, that, I can relate to that. So it's not me trying to just say, what are people going to like? It's, it's literally going, what's real to me? Mm. I'm going to put it out there, and if, if other people can connect to that, then that's at least going to be genuine. I think that's awesome, because I think you, you have musical backgrounds Very as good. well, yeah, yeah. but it's like you're creating an album every yeah. time. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah. Well, even remember where you came from. That was We were at a, a phase, I guess, of where our business was growing, and we really needed to look back and go, well, well it's hard to self-reflect. We both find it really hard to self-reflect and feel satisfied with where we're at because we're both looking so hard into what we're going to achieve and what we want to create. So that was really about looking back at well, where did it all start and yeah. where did the values start from and going back to those original values and why we started the brand and you know where that came from. It was really cool. That expressing, was expressing some gratitude yeah. as well. To yeah. the people Absolutely, who the, us, the people that have been part of our journey. There's a lot of people who we probably haven't expressed enough gratitude to along the way who've been so key in building this mm -hmm. brand because we're so focused forward. Like Renee said, it, it's, we, we find it hard to sit back and go, all right, we need to stop and feel grateful for what we've got because mm. we, we then feel like, oh, we're being lazy, like we need to push forward. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, it's an internal battle. Success and you guys are like, you know, hitting the mark after hitting the mark. So, you know, not being satisfied is yeah. obviously a key driver. Mm -hmm. You can't be. You, well. you really can't be. Yeah. yeah. So the changes, because I want to delve into, I want to go into um, Dream Hunter really, really soon. So I just want yeah. to kind of round out, you know, J Portal, where it's at, the evolution, because obviously the brands change. A lot as well. Yeah, so, it, ha right. it had to. We had to evolve. We, we, with Jay Porter, we, we started like every brand in the fitness industry does. We got into the bodybuilding industry. We started sponsoring comps. We sponsored athletes. We had a really good time and met some amazing people. But we, we were starting to go down this dark road of like being pigeonholed into into the competitive bodybuilding scene or the competitive fitness modeling scene. And it's like you know a few percent of the of the whole fitness industry is is made up by that, mm. and it's just the noisiest. <clears throat> and we found that we were sort of eventually really trying to push this brand of motivation and self-belief to, to people who were already quite motivated and they were already quite, they'd made it, you know, they, they knew how to push their bodies, they knew how to push themselves. So you, you were kind of, we were marketing it to the elite and the elite, they didn't want to pay for it. Mm. They didn't want to pay for their hard work because they said, no, we're the elite, you give it to us. They didn't want to, and, and then they would market it in return to their friends who were also elite, who would also want the same thing. So, you know, no disrespect to anyone in the bodybuilding game, but it, it was it was a it was a ro it was a path where there wasn't a lot of money, yeah, sure. um, which isn't really an issue, but it meant that we couldn't grow. Yeah, and, and, and also it wasn't it wasn't in core it wasn't in line with our values, so we had to really swallow our egos in here, really pull back out of that, and go, let's open up to the broad, broader market. Yeah, and, and and much the same as you guys, like the fitness market, the, where the, all the real people are, mm -hmm. all the different walks of life. Yeah. Just about, yeah, people about that are on true. different journeys throughout, you know, they might be just at the start of their journey or they might be well into yeah, it, yeah. you know, we don't want people to feel like they can't wear our brand because they're at a certain point in their life or a certain fitness level, it's, yeah. it's for anyone that sort of connects with the messages that we put out there, we want anyone who connects with that to be able to wear it that's and right. feel confident yeah. wearing it. And that's one thing I find with a lot of people that will wear it is it does give them that hope, it feels like they're connected to something um, which everyone wants to be yeah. as well, but they're equally as passionate about well, it too. Moving forward, I mean, like the brand is going to grow. We're a boutique brand. We're never going to mass produce. We're never going to sell out. We're always only going to build a certain amount of products per collection. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this a lot. Obviously, the size of the collections are going to continue to grow, but it, based on the number of people who are wearing the brand, it's always going to be a small amount of threads. Mm. Um, but yeah, we want to get the message out across the world, man. Like we want to be traveling the world one day and meeting the wolf pack and kind of, you know, hearing people's stories and using that to kind of continue to inspire the brand. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and to finish, I guess, on Jay Porter, it's, our why, the, the reason why Jay Porter exists, is we want to light fires in hearts and help other people to realise their potential. 
Yeah, that's really awesome. what it's about. And you guys do such a good job too. Thanks, man. Thank you. Now, Dream Hunter. Yes. So we were chatting about it beforehand as well, and I was saying that you know obviously throughout the journey, um, and with Jay Porter, you know Josh, I guess was the the, the face more yeah. so of it. Yeah. And obviously you were a big part of it, but now you've sort of created such a massive thing for yourself in Dream yeah. Hunter. Yeah. yeah, so tell us about Dream Hunter. Well, I mean, Dream Hunter is a creative agency, so we help small businesses all over Australia to get what's in their head out into the world and present it in a way that is going to attract the right type of customer, that's going to make you feel confident in what you're presenting. And also, I'm really passionate about empowering people to be able to do it for themselves. So I'll get you to a point, and I want all my clients to get to a point where they go, hey, Renee, I'm good, I'm covered. Yep. And then they come back to me if they need me. Um, but it's so polar opposite to what I did before. Uh, I was in a numbers game. I worked in a tax. I worked in audit. I worked with businesses of all different sizes and types for probably 10 years before I launched Dream Hunter. Uh, but numbers are not my thing. Mm. I have to use a calculator. I still have really big troubles with my times tables. I'm not <laughs> strong with it. Yep. That's sparkling water, by the way, just in case you didn't realise. That's classy. He doesn't like sparkling water. Oh, I do. So watch the face. Um, but um, yeah, so it was so different. And, but I think what attracted me to accounting and into law even is that it's all about finding solutions. Mm. And now I just get to find creative solutions for people. So it's, yeah, it's, I'd never regret doing accounting because I don't feel like there are many people that have the exact skills that I have in that I have the accounting background and the creative side now. So no, that's it's pretty unique. I always say to you guys, it's like such, it, it, it is so unique yeah. having oh. the structure side of it, yeah. the creative side, the sales and marketing side, it's a really good team. When she worked oh, yeah. in accounting, her, she was good at accounting. She says she was, but she was a good accountant. She was actually really good. Um, but she, her workmates used to say, I remember we'd get loose at Christmas parties and things and they'd say, <laughs> they'd be like, why are you even in accounting? Yeah, I know. Right? I didn't like, even, like, I had like purple like, hair and... Crazy hair and you've got like, <laughs> you design websites and she was always putting her hand up at work to be like the one who designed the company website or, or designed the posters. Well, or implemented a new software or, you know, yeah. it was always something so, about moving forward and making things easier. From, yeah. from, from, from high school, like from a young age, she was always destined to do something creative. Yeah. She just so happened to choose a more conservative route because she felt like it was the right thing. Yeah, to do. I did. I felt and, like that's and, what you did. And to be honest, you working with so many small businesses in accounting really gave you a solid backbone to then take that and work on a creative space. Yeah, it means I look at businesses a little bit differently to a traditional creative. So, mm. it, yeah, it's, it's different and it's helped us so much in Jay Porter, mm. so much. Um, and Dream Hunter, it's so funny, Dream Hunter started as this tiny idea years ago, even possibly before Jay Porter. I think it started it as did, an it idea. Did. It was in yeah, we were driving one day and we started talking about this business that we would maybe one day be able to create where we would be able to help other businesses to do what they do and do it better and do it bigger. And then now look however many years, six, seven years down the track, this is what we're doing. So Yeah. One thing I know with Dream Hunter is you produce like beautiful work across all Thanks. the other brands. So I can kind of pick who's your clients without knowing oh, that they're awesome. clients. Yeah, just from the quality. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which is obviously a, a feather in your cap as well. Yeah. But I guess if you, if you can talk about them, who are some of the clients you work with? Like, oh, how do you, so many. Yeah, as much as, <laughs> I mean, as much as info as we, we, yeah. we give away, but how do you help them? How do they stay, stay ahead? Um, well, Jay Porter obviously is a client, yeah. essentially. Uh, we do so much. And I think with Jay Porter, we'd reached a point 
where probably where Josh was talking about before, we'd reached a point where we were kind of like in this spot where we weren't really growing and we weren't really moving. And so we sat down and thought, well, what do we need to do to shake it up a bit? And part of that was changing our image to be more professional. So professional images in terms of our Instagram account, mm -hmm. um, having better quality of everything, making sure that we never stuck anything up that we weren't 100% happy with. And that makes it harder, obviously, and it makes you second guess things a bit more. But that really helped us and we started to see these really good results from putting out better quality content. And I thought about how we could apply that to our clients in terms of giving them the best quality content or educating them on how to do it for themselves. Uh, and I think, I'm glad you said that about my clients. I always wonder what the perception is. It's really hard when you're in it to see what people think and whether they recognise your work or recognise your clients. I think, I think without, well, probably without naming um, our clients on the, on the actual yeah, yeah. podcast, yeah. there's about, Dreamhunter works with and has worked with about 240 small business clients already in the last two years. That's yeah, uh, and, and big and, and small ways. In, in big and small ways. Like some of these, it's actually helping them take a whole um, new product out to launch or a whole new business out to launch. Or some of it might be as simple as they need an awesome photo shoot and they might need some branding done. Mm -hmm. um, or some people need websites. And yeah, some people just need to come and talk to me. That we have this awesome session, which is my favourite. It's called Brainspace, and it's literally there is no agenda. You just come in and basically tell me everything that's in your head and all the stuff that's stressing you and what your priority list needs to be, and we we nut it out together. And that's my favourite session because we get to really talk about what people care about, and yeah. It's, and sometimes it's people really just good. want that too, just someone that they can consult with. A sounding board. Gone, yeah, gone, gone before them that can hopefully give them some good advice. Definitely. Too. When we started J Porter Clothing, we, like we would have loved to have a business like Dream Hunter, mm. a business that could help you from a from a visual branding point of view and from a business coaching point of view. Like we never sell, sit here and sell ourselves as business coaches. But shit, we've learned so much not just in the last four years with J Porter, but with our you know our, our business journeys traveling across Australia before that. Yeah. So we're like, shit, I would love it. I would have loved it when I started my business if there was a business I could go to and they, had, they could talk from experience. Mm -hmm. They could help you even just set your business up. Talk about the health of your business. Talk about the branding, marketing, the culture, the, the sales channels, the, you know, everything. There's I, a lot we to would think about. That. Yeah, there's so much yeah. to think about. It's like you said, once you're in it, like, you know, us talking about the branding and not being sure, once you're in it, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But getting that outside perspective. Definitely. Is, yeah, and, and, really important. And probably not just getting it. Like, I think there's a lot of sort of like business coaches and a lot of business advisors out there that are, that are probably more geared around risk management, you know, like helping people mm. start in a way that's non-risky. We're not about that. We're about like hunting your dreams. But, mm. you know, yeah, there's a realistic side to it. But like, we're creatives. We love it. We get, we'll get excited. If someone comes in here and goes, man, I want to start my own gym. Yep. Like, sweet. Okay, cool. This is everything we know about that already. Yeah, and sure. Like, you know, and then they'll bounce ideas off us and we'll bounce ideas back off them. And yep. it's, it's actually a really fun, creative way to to help someone, you know? Yeah, and then being able to do it in scale. So you obviously yeah. do a lot of education courses, so you see a lot yeah. of people coming through, and it's everything. It's from like photography, social media. Yeah, um, And I, I like seeing the photos of the events because I'm like, oh, I know these people. Are oh, yeah. The events are, are like, the best. Like we've started doing these new meetups. So it's um, the second Friday of every month, mm -hmm. and it's going to be, we've done two so far. We've got our Christmas party coming up, which is the third one, but it's either a morning, night, midday, whatever, we're going to try in different times. But that's about bringing people into a space. It's really inexpensive because I don't believe that networking should cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but it's very inexpensive and it's just about coming and connecting and sharing stories. Completely no sell. I have a really strict no sell policy. Don't walk in here and try and sell me something it's, and yeah. I will never try and sell you something. It's also bad networking too. It's about connection mm. and about yeah. sharing experiences and finding out about other people in your area that you might be able to benefit and you might be able to benefit from. Mm. So, And that's been really well received. We're actually going to replicate that, that down at a cafe. I don't know if you guys have been to Mataya Cafe in uh, Mandra. 
It's owned by uh, she Nat is awesome. She um, we're going to be running our first one in a couple of weeks down awesome. in Mandra at her cafe, cool. replicating what we've created here down there. So that's pretty awesome. cool. Nice. Yeah. Really, really cool. So yeah, sorry. I was going to say, it's sort of, I suppose, to, in a nutshell, Dream Hunter is a business that is geared around creating and educating. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, we want to be a one-stop shop, essentially, for people to come here and yeah. get what they need, whether I can help them, Josh, or whether one of our clients can help them. Okay. We want to create a community of people that help each other, Yeah. Um, but in a constructive way where we all get paid, because that's important, mm -hmm. uh, and it's important to value your time. And uh, yeah, it really is just about creating a place where you can come and get what you need, yeah. and it's yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, it's a good business. Yeah. We love it. It yeah. is. It's amazing. Yeah, like I said, I think it's really cool ev everything that's coming out there and it looks like we'll be going to Matei... Mataya. Mataya? Yes, Mataya Cafe Mandra. Yeah, yeah. Is that the next one? Yeah. Dream is actually, in the last three months, we've put on... Dream is now a team of... Well, it's a team of six. That's what I wanted to touch on. So, yeah. it's all about the one-stop shop <laughs> so and it's crazy. just rapidly grown. <laughs> I know. We've just, like, recently, Renee said, she goes, we need to hire some creative people because... We already had Remy, who's our, who's our PA, and she's also in charge of, like, I guess, essentially the office operations. Shout out to Remy. She's hopefully watching. She was at Remy's a family dinner, but she was going to try and log in. Remy's <laughs> actually, um, well, she's actually Renee's sister and my sister-in-law, and she's, um, she's awesome. She's like the gatekeeper. Like, everything that comes in, she takes in, she absorbs it, qualifies it, decides what's if her, we want to do it. What's her new name? Um, she's the spaceship chief, didn't? Is that it? No? Spaceship. We've got all space-themed stuff. Spaceship <laughs> manager or driver or something like that. Anyway, um, she, so, so Remy was already with us, right? So she's, yep. she was on, on both Jay Porter and Dream Hunter and helping us grow them. Um, and, then, and then we had Jamie come on board, who's, who was helping us in, in Jay Porter in, um, in customer service, you know, packing the orders and getting them out the door. And then Renee said, look, we, Dream Hunter's suffering. Like, we, we're trying to grow. Like, I, I'm outgrowing it. I can't grow any quicker. Like, I need help. Yeah, I think so, we were booked up six months in advance at the point when it was, it we was needed some help. Yeah, yeah well. Yeah. So we, went, we, we put a video ad out because Renee goes, she goes, I want to put out an ad for, for creative marketing people. Mm -hmm. I, want to hire a, well, I want to hire a creative marketing assistant, um, but I want them to be someone that's got the, what it takes. So she, we put out a video advert that Renee made. Mm -hmm. Basically, all of us at the team, hey guys, we're looking to hire. You have to submit my video. And that really cut the resume. The applications down, you know, it would have been yeah, would have been hundreds, but it cut it down to about thirty. Which was great. That's I what saw, we wanted. Yeah, I saw that campaign. I went, that's actually genius. But it's, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Because it's in line with where social media is at too. Yeah. That's right. Like someone needs to be able to put themselves out there, and if they're going to be creative, they're going to do it in a really creative way. And so. it was strategic, not only from a, I want to find the right type of person, but I also wanted to kind of explode a little bit into social media and to show people what we're made of and mm -hmm. to really. Um, I guess, put our profile out there even further than what we'd already been doing. And it definitely did that. So many people talked about that video and it was oh, awesome. Yeah. And we got some great applicants. We got some great applicants and we went through the process and we ended up with not just one, but two, what awesome. we call, we actually, we actually call them um, creative astronauts. Yes. <laughs> they're not just marketing, you know, marketing managers or marketing assistants. They're creative astronauts. Their names are Vinny and Amy. Yep. And Matt, they're just they're awesome. Watching. And so just so people get a concept, because I know what you're talking about. So, oh, actually, can I say it about Dream Hunter and the space? Yeah, totally. So Dream Hunter is turning into a space theme. Yeah. I said that really badly. You say that well. <laughs> no, so essentially I wanted to, I, I'm like obsessed with space, which is so nerdy and I think it's amazing and it completely blows me away and inspires me and makes me scared and terrified. And I feel like that's how most of us feel about business. So I kind of wanted to take the concept of space and the feel of this completely unknown territory 
turn that into something. So next year, everything is themed around space, which is really fun. It's kind of like exploring new terrain. Yeah, exploring it's, it's about finding new ways to do things in uncharted territory, and everything's kind of got names around space. So we've got the um, the creative astronauts, and then the chief astronaut, and yeah, it's kind of markety, gimmicky, but I like I'm a space I don't, nerd. I don't so. think gimmicky. I think it's just very creative, and you're a creative yeah. agency. So yeah, and it's yeah. it's iconic. But the two, the role of those two um, new, new girls is that their role is essentially to help, they're going out with Dream Hunter and helping small businesses on marketing campaigns, social media management campaigns, yep. um, and, on, and on a whole bunch of things actually. Mm. So it's pretty, it's actually, and from a you know, PR point of view, like getting local radio involved, getting press releases done, things like, well things that small businesses really need, but yeah. probably a lot of them don't know where to go to get them. Or well, they can't afford to go, yeah. I, I feel like we kind of, I wanted to be in a small business space or we wanted to be in a small business space where we were affordable for small business, not kind of move up into that medium-sized business where it starts to become unaffordable for businesses to get the same sort of stuff that I know I can do. Yeah. So we've kind of really niched down into that small business market, but that doesn't mean that we can't offer the same things big businesses get. We just offer it in a different way and it's definitely you've got to come up with really creative solutions for people on a really tight budget and yeah, that's yeah. what's exciting about it. Yeah, yeah mm. well said. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really good. It's, uh, and it's what you guys have done really well from the start too. Thanks, man. Um, all right, a few things I want to touch on before we wrap it up. Challenges. Small business, multiple businesses. Mm. What are some of the challenges that you deal with? Well, you know, renting a building, that was always uh, going to be a, a challenge. That was a big step too. Yeah, like we, you know, we moved into a building that's worth quite a bit more than our mortgage. And that was that was a challenge. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge we were ready. We needed. We, we were ready for it. Yeah. Um, so that was a big challenge. It was Probably. exciting at the time, though. Man. Like, oh, I remember. I remember when we knew we were getting the building. And the amount of time it took to, from like knowing that we were going to get the building to when we actually moved in was there's so a, long. There's, there's a lot of delays, but um. But, but, you know, that, that was a big challenge. I think a big challenge for us was leaving our jobs. That was probably the biggest challenge yeah, of all. Leaving time. our full-time jobs. And anyone who's in small business, and I know you guys are the same, mm. anyone who's in business who's left their job, it, it's, it's hard. Like, you, you leave your job literally, and putting yourself into your own hands. Like you're putting yourself, your, your destiny becomes yeah. <laughs> very important. And um, yeah, that was, that was definitely the biggest challenge. But you know, we didn't just jump straight into it. We, we managed our way yeah. through part-time job mm -hmm. into it. And we, had it, we set ourselves a plan. We saved up money. We budgeted. Um, and then we took a leap of faith. Yeah. I suppose there's been times that, that weren't so fun. You know, in the last four years, there's mm -hmm. been times when we were, like I remember a time when we were, our gas was cut off for about a week because we, we literally could not afford it. Was it was launch week. Uh, a launch week. Yeah, it was a few launches ago now, but it was, our gas was cut off. Um, we, we couldn't have hot showers. I mean, I know it sounds so trivial, but... We, you know, we were no, like no, going to mum and dad's house with, um, you know, like my parents live around the corner from here and we'd take like our little bag and it felt like we were going to a 20 cent shower, all, like at a campground, you know. All our money was in, was in building that beautiful collection and, we, and we, we had nothing. We had nothing left and we probably miscalculated a bit and we had yep. a few costs come out, some expensive freight costs we weren't expecting. So, you know, we got a big customs bill and, and there was a few things and we, we had no money left. We literally had, I remember the day of the launch, we had about $17 in our entire existence, even in the mortgage account. And Renee and I were like, holy shit. And we, our microwave had blown up. Yeah, our microwave was gone. Our so kettle had blown up. Our, we were feeding our dog. We always have always tried to feed him really well. So we fed him like, you know, premium dog food. We were feeding him like petrol station dog food, like the shittest dog food. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like all these things. I remember that morning just like thinking, having a cold shower and just drinking like cold coffee and everything, just thinking, shit, man, like this. But, but, not, <laughs> but not being discouraged, actually just feeling like 
so much hope and passion. And, and it was yeah. funny, like it was sad and funny at the same time. And yeah. it's still, it's funny now. We're not going to, you know, as we move forward, like there's still going to be hard times, but yeah. we're, you know, we're getting more experience and we're not going to really let that happen again. We did say we'd never let that happen again. But, you yeah. know, there's been times when we ate tuna and rice for weeks, like mm -hmm. just trying to budget our food because we literally could not afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're both working for ourselves. But, um, you know, I'd like to say, I'm pretty confident to say those times behind us, like we're, we've yeah. got a really solid team now, so. Do you think that, not necessarily has to, but it's good for an entrepreneur or entrepreneurs to experience that though? Yeah, I mean, look, you don't want to, ha no one wants to have cold showers, but I think it definitely really solidifies that you've got to just work your ass off. You either off. quit or you don't. Yeah. You either yeah. quit or you don't. And I see so many people go, shit, I just can't do it. And fair enough to them, that's fine. Yeah, but everyone like, has their own limits. But we, our limits, we don't have, like, we yeah. have limits, but we don't have limits like that. Like, we, we will never quit what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We'll do anything. I'd go back and get a job and then work yeah. on that for a bit and come back if I had to. Yeah. But we're not, we're not going to do that. You know? But that's a showcase of faith as yeah. well. To be able to go through that, know what's ahead or what the vision is, yeah. and to drink cold coffees, understand that your bill's going to be like, you know, you cut off, you, you're going to try and pay it, but your bill's going to be late. Yeah. I think that's the hurdles that you can look back now and laugh and understanding what the hell were we thinking, but yeah. it's what makes you who you are and I think appreciate what you've done. Yeah. And I mean, uh, one, I guess another thing is there are so many people in the world going through so much worse than cold coffee and cold showers. You know, for us, it was, we, were being, we were still doing what we loved. We were safe. We had a roof over our head mm. and we, were, we knew that we were going to get paid once our collection sold. So for but, us, it, you know, it wasn't the end of the world because there are so many people experiencing worse. We hear friends of ours, and it's true, and we hear friends of our friends and you know, business, business um, associates or whatever, we hear people complain all the time, like, oh, I had to work this weekend, or I had to, we just think, are you kidding me? Like, we work seven days a week. That's not a boast. We, you know, we work all night sometimes when we have to. In fact, a lot of nights we work till one or two in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's not a boast, that's just what you have to do. And mm -hmm. that's what people that are successful all around the world do. Mm -hmm. And we're growing something here. We've got a real passion for this these beautiful businesses that we're growing and we really believe that if we put the hard yards in now, there's no excuses. If we put the hard yards in now, like seriously, there are people around the world doing it a lot tougher than that. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're so lucky to be living here in Perth with this beautiful opportunity to grow businesses. Yeah, yeah. Like what better place? Yeah. You know I, mean? I don't want to hear anyone complaining. Like I, when I, sometimes when I hear people complain, I just walk away because I'm like, you just have no idea. Yeah, I think so. When you have that passion and when you've found it, I think that's what lights you up to be able to get through as yeah. well. Um, inspirations. So we've talked about challenges. Who's your biggest inspirations? What books do you read? Who's, who do you suggest to listen to? Or what's made the biggest impact to you guys? I'm, I mean, I'm going to say that Renee's an inspiration of mine, a huge inspiration. Uh, and <laughs> hopefully she'll say it back. And um, for me, one, I'm just going to say one moment. That, I mean, I love Richard Branson. I love the way he does business. Yeah. But one thing that really, really was significant to me was reading the book called Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. And it's by Phil, Philip Knight, who's the, the founder of Nike. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Nike, if you call it. Yep. And holy shit, man. I read that book about a year ago. Yep. And it moved me. Like, it's an amazing story. He's, he didn't write it in a motivational way. He just told the story as it was. Yeah. Eight years before he even became Nike. Eight years of hard work. Blue Ribbon Sports, totally different business. He became Nike and it was like he could have quit every step. And we wouldn't have the biggest brand the world's ever known, but he yeah. didn't quit, man. That was the best, the most inspirational thing. He just he did not quit. He found a way. Yeah, every entrepreneur, huh? So Phil Knight, Shoe Dog, anyone who's watching you, you need to read it. Renna? Um, well, I mean, I have to chase Josh now. I can't not say you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say Josh anyway. The, the genuine heartbreak in your eyes. Right. Oh, that's great. I'm pretty like I'm not, not really.
moved by people I don't know. I draw a lot of inspiration from the people directly in my circle or the people that I meet along my own business journey. So obviously Josh, I share everything, everything with Josh. And he, I have never met somebody that works as hard as he does. Sure. And I am sometimes at home when he's here and I'm thinking about him sitting there at the computer ordering stock from overseas and like how boring that job is. And what it means for our brand the next day is that we can start fresh and actually do some fun stuff too. That really, um, yeah, that really hits hard for me that I can't believe how hard this man works. Same as you. Um, yeah, I work hard too, obviously. We work hard together, but, you know, it's nice to have a partner that does the same and works at your pace. We often say that there are not a lot of people that probably could keep up the pace that we push each other to do mm. and still stay as a family unit. Um, yeah. mm. You know, we push each other pretty hard. But Renee, you made a good point of that. We, we draw a lot of inspiration from people around yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Like My you, family. Yourself and Brett. Like yeah. we, we draw a lot of inspiration from you guys. Like we, I see a lot of the, you're always trying new things. You're always jumping ahead at new technologies. Mm -hmm. You're doing the latest things. And you're probably putting yourselves out there in, into spaces that are awkward. You know, you were probably some of the first people doing live Instagram videos that I saw. Mm. And, and yourself, you know, you really put yourself out there. And it's, <laughs> I, I see, actually, I see some of the way you do Instagram stories now. You're really laying them out really awesome. And they're so recognisable yeah. to, to, to the brand. And it really, like, the, yeah, way you, the, you. The, the way you guys have built your branding and the way you do things, is, yeah. both of you, is actually, um, it's actually really inspirational. So, yeah. you know, that's important to say this right now, like for people watching that, you guys are, um, you, the fact that you're even sitting down tonight talking to us. Yeah. Is, it's pretty cool because there's no one else that was going to come out and do that. So yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate um, that. But yeah, you know, like we've got a lot of friends in business. Alice Round. We've got, uh, you know, like, well, I'm not going to name them all. There's a lot of. There's people. too there's many people. Yeah, and, and our families, like my family, works. My granddad, he works the hardest. He's always had three jobs, and he's still he's in his 80s, and he'll never stop. Like he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we had that example, I guess, growing up of. My parents have worked really hard. My dad's taken risks in his business life and, um, you know, they don't all pay off, but just seeing them take those risks. And even now, my dad's still taking risks in what he does. And I, I think he's a man of few words, but um, I see what he does and I think that that's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, what our families have done. Yep, for sure. Now, before we kick on, um, I just want to throw out there, if anyone wants to put in a Q&A, if anyone wants to throw out questions, put them through. The guys will answer. Just love just lots of love. Just lots of love. If you yeah, have any questions right. for the guys, send them through because I'm going to round up with their new venture and um, we'll get to Q&As at the end if they are. So, send mm -hmm. nudes. You talk. Nudes. <laughs> nudes. So, uh, the new business is called Nude. It's, an, it's not officially launched, but it's, but um, it's worth oh, it's But we going. can talk about it, right? We can, we can talk, talk about, about it. it. We can talk about it. Sorry, I thought I just talked my mouth. Can we talk about the domain name? We wanted a platform where people could, uh, in, in Perth, could feel safe about sending nudes. It's a blank wholesale clothing company. So we like literally, for the last two years, people have been asking to collaborate with Jay Porter Clothing. They've been saying to us, guys, we need, like, we need to build tanks. We need to build outfits for our gym. We need to build... Food. I'm pretty sure we were one of those businesses and, too. And, and we always wanted to, but like Jay Porter's not that type of brand. Like we, yeah. we had to keep it, like it's this boutique brand. We needed to do it justice, but we wanted, like for two years, I've been saying, I want blank wholesale brand mm -hmm. we can either offer blank clothing to people to go do what they want with or we can offer a full solution printed tagged embroidered whatever um particularly focused into the sort of the, the fitness lifestyle space mm -hmm. um so yeah like it, it was just not an option we didn't we didn't have the funds and we didn't have the manpower to really launch it because it's a beast like it's going to be a really big business and about four months ago my younger brother john who's who's very very smart hard-working guy he became available. He was between. He was leaving one job and moving on to something else. And we really got in there. We're like, John, yeah, it was like the perfect time. We got this idea. What do you think? I just I was talking to him about it at a barbecue, and then Renee and I, and he met up and chatted, and he was like, yeah, look, that actually sounds 
really really fucking cool. Yep. So we um we got him involved, and then um, we brought John in as as a part owner. And yeah, we've created this brand called Nude. Yep. It's Nude because it's you know the clothing's nude. It's it's undressed. N u d e or did you spell yeah, it? N u d e. Okay. Nice. Uh, and and that hasn't officially launched yet, but we're already busy as hell. Like through our personal network, we're already doing outfits for gyms, teams. Like we did an amazing amount of work for Dan England recently. Okay. Yep. You guys know, and he he's Team Ecto. Team Ecto. Team Ecto. Up in uh, Serge Clarkson. That's yes. right. Tim, and and he's awesome. Like he's he's a man. Again, he's an inspiring person because he has a vision and he'll put himself out there and go, look, I need I need to invest money mm. to actually grow my business. So he's been really supportive. So yep. thanks, Dan. Yeah. Um, but there's been we've already done about 50 jobs. Okay. Uh, and we're moving moving forward. So next, early next year, we're going to launch it. But if anyone does need wholesale, you know, clothing or custom solutions for their gyms or um or teams, then we can do it. Um, Fifty jobs for an unlaunched business is a pretty successful pre-launch. It's been about four months. So yeah, we've been, <laughs> we've been, we've been, we're ironing it out. You know, we're looking for That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel that's because obviously Jayport is a very personal business. Um, Dream Hunter is a very personal business. You yeah. guys are definitely attached to the face of each one. Yeah you guys as entrepreneurs how do you feel this is going to be as a learning lesson because I feel this is probably a more scalable sort of this business. is our this is our scalable business this is our best. yeah yep. this yep. is our big one this is our I don't like to say this but this will be like I don't want to call it a cash cow but this will be the big business that helps that's the backbone of what we're doing with the other two yep. correct the other two we always want to just we, we want them to be beautiful creative businesses that aren't limited by our need to, to make money whereas this business is going to be like it's not going there's not going to be a ceiling on it correct like, how many do you want you know so nude's, nude's exciting because we want to grow that around the world. Like we want this pumping wholesale clothing brand, just amazing blank clothing all over the world, mm. um, and it's off to a good start. But I think we won't have our faces on that one. No, but I think that's important for our immediate network. You know, people will know that it's us who run it, but we don't want we don't want to be putting our emotional energy into into sort of being the face of that business. Mm -hmm. That business, the product is what's going to be the face. That's what'll speak. Yeah, and both other businesses are. You have that entity, so it is very emotional. And when you put the business out, you put yourself out. That's so, right. Yeah, know all about it. Um, but when I look at it, I was excited because I, you know, obviously we want to see you guys yeah. grow as big as you can. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. And it is that business model which it, you guys definitely. can. And, it, and we're kind of feeding it from multiple angles as well. With you know, with a lot of my clients, they're after solutions to get their own brands out there. Which, I mean, one of the fastest ways to do that is to put it on a t-shirt. Mm. So it, it provides yeah. us another solution for our customers as well as obviously providing us with the ability to grow our businesses. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of. I think with, with with the two businesses we have, Jay Porter and Dream Hunter, they're you know, we work hard, but they're not aggressive businesses. We don't aggressively market them. We don't kind of. We don't kind of go out there with a with a real aggressive business approach. Mm. We're not afraid to do that. Um, those businesses just don't fit that type of business mm -hmm. model. Whereas with Nude, like there's some big blank wholesalers in Australia, yeah, and we're going for blood. Like we yeah. are serious about this one. This is a this is the sort of business where we're going to take market share very quickly. Yeah, uh, we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We know the fitness space. We know the people in it. We're well networked, and uh, we're not afraid to go hard. So. Yeah, that one's going to be real fun. I think we're going to get a real thrill out of that business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be a good one for us to watch too. And stay tuned for Perfect Fair merch, no doubt. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, now, any questions? Anyone send anything through? Yeah, Xavier Wills. Oh, Xavier. Hey, man. What's up, Dub? Okay, uh, would you recommend others to hire family members or friends? Is question one. And then, do you have any... Actually, answer that one first. Big question. Uh, um, I'm going to... I'll re-say the question. Would you recommend to hire um, family or friends into your business? Look. You we, answer first. We, look, we, we, when we very first started the businesses, our, our, our idea was not to do that because we, I guess we had an idea that, you know, it could get awkward, you could, you could lose relationships over, you know, bad business or whatever. Um, but we, we pretty much, 
Out of the eight, so much of our family here. Out of the eight people in this building, six of us are family. Like John is my brother, and he's a legend. Um, Remy is Renee's sister and my sister-in-law, and she's a legend. Jamie is Renee and Remy's cousin. Mm -hmm. Holly, who does our bookkeeping, that is Renee's mum. Yeah. My mum-in-law. Um, so that's six of us already. Do you find that? You, do you think it would be harder to employ someone outside of your well, we, family? We just have. We just have. Oh, okay, two. okay. Gotcha. And they've, yeah. they've actually just made themselves part of the family. Yeah, they've so just awesome. fit in. It's, it's, okay. Yeah, it definitely has its challenges in the sense that sometimes you, you don't want to mix family and work. You, you, by nature, you feel like you don't. Mm. But we've just we've had an awesome. Yeah, it's been a really positive yeah. experience for us. But that, that's not always the case for everybody. You've got to pick the right people. Like we don't just hire people because they're family. Like literally, yeah. every person who works in this building is the best at what they do. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't recommend to hire friends and family unless you know they're an awesome fit for you. And they have the skill set that you need. That's a really good exactly. point. And it mm -hmm. sounds like both families are both hardworking yeah, families exactly. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. values are there. But that's, um, that is a damn good question. We've, we've talked about that a lot of the years. Yeah, it was actually probably me more so that was against it to start with. Okay. So um, it's been something that I was quite hesitant to do, but it's been a really good experience. Mm. So yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good answer. Next question, Xavier. Um, do you have any other, you, other we already discussed the, the video interviews, um, other ideas for hiring and vetting out lazy or unmotivated people? Do you have any other ideas for hiring or vetting out lazy or unmotivated, or unmotivated people? Yeah, when you hire. So, you, so we're going back to using the video, so video. you use the video to vet some people Make out. Do you video. have any other ideas? No, that yeah. would be the one idea. Use the videos. <laughs> um, Brett, did you want to actually come sit next to me on this one? Will that work? You can yell them out. It just means that we can chuck it in the mic straight away. But no biggie if you don't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's it. So I think I think though I think with with that one on top of just the video, like video is a great way. Like if you do if you get people to send in video applications, you really get a massively quick feel for their personalities and for what they're capable of. Not just that though. Um, make take your interview process seriously. Just because you're a small business doesn't mean you you, you don't mm. you don't have to really go through the motions. Like when we did our interview process, we did. I mean, we've both been involved in the past in business management. I used to manage you know, 40, 50 staff, like you get, you need to vet people and you need to do it properly. And if they're the right person and they really want to work in your business, they will have the patience. You don't, Absolutely. Have, to, you don't have to feel like you have to rush it. Like, yeah, don't rush the process. Shit, let's get them in the if door. you want to have them in for a second and a third interview, then do it. Then, we, you know. Absolutely, you should, especially as a first, second interview. Something that we, I like to do as well is I try to keep the, I try to keep it quite an informal process anyway. So we either do walking interviews where we go for a walk and I feel like you kind of get to know somebody a little bit better when they're more relaxed. Yeah, get them off the couch, go, for a, go to a coffee shop and really learn about them because we, we pretty quickly realised not so much the people we didn't like but just the people that we didn't click with to the same degree yeah. that we wanted. Yeah. Mm. And then we found the people that we did click with and, it, and it's worked really well. Yeah, and it makes a massive difference. Can I, can I actually put a little input into this one too from my own experience? Um, if you haven't employed someone before, I recommend going on to Upwork um, because it teaches you in a really non-expensive way how to vet people mm -hmm. out. So if I have like a little job, I might employ three people to do the same job. I'll give them the same description and I'll mm -hmm. go through. And like you just said, some you'll click with yes. and some you just won't. And yeah. so you just, before you waste money, you just get them out yeah. um, and then you work with the ones that you can work on going with. Um, so from my point for the people listening, if they're looking to employ so, like a, not a digital or a VA, they want someone real, at least they've had that experience of mm -hmm. vetting people out and That's they, are, and they understand. Yeah, it's a very cheap way of doing it. I'd be interested yeah, yeah. to see how a group interview process would go. I think that would be a really interesting thing to do and to see the dynamic of people that are competitive in the same room. I feel like I'd really like to conduct a group interview at one stage and see what happens. That's interesting. Mm. I think as well, on, like 
you need to be really honest about your expectations. Like yeah. when you're sitting there, like when Renee and I hire people, we don't sit there and say, oh, these are all the good things about our business. Like, oh my God, you're going to want to work for us. We're not, we're not trying to sell it to them. Mm. We want them to sell themselves to us. But at the same time, we want to tell them about the nitty gritty, all the raw detail, some yep. of the good things, some of the not so good things, and really be honest with them about our business. But then also be really upfront about our expectations. I think that's something that a lot of people, that, that's a lot of a break. Like when I used to work in a job that hired a lot of people, that was a, uh, something I learned very quick. If you're not upfront about your expectations with someone, mm. um, a, a few months down the track, it can come to light that you probably mm -hmm. should have been. So, yeah, I think just being really honest with people when you hire them, because that gives them a chance too, to go, well, no, that's not for me, or mm. wow, I can connect with this. It's like yeah. if you're starting a relationship with someone, you know, you, <laughs> you want, you'd want you hope that they'd be pretty honest with you in the beginning about who they are. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, any more, Brett? Uh, yeah. Um, Hit us with your questions, guys. Uh -huh. Uh, this is the one, Donna Hockington. Oh, Donna. Um, when you're releasing the details of the Matea meetup. Oh, when? Um, probably in the next couple of days. Ask, ask Donna if she wants there to be vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vodka and a good hat. So, just in case I didn't get it, when are you releasing the details for the Matea yes. Uh, oh, yes, networking for, event? For the meetup. Um, I'd yep. say in the next couple of days, but cool. tentatively it's the 29th of this month. So, 29th. it's a weeknight, 6 o'clock. So, it's next week on Wednesday? Pretty sure. Awesome. Well, that's what we've said. I just, I just need to put that out to the world. It's, it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to come too if Donna's going to be there. It'll be a good one. There'll be some yummy food there. There's a quick question from uh, Anthony Williams. Um, Anthony Williams. Anthony, jump in. Client 51. All, Anthony, all I'd suggest you do is um, maybe just flick me a message on Facebook, Joshua Porter, or, or on the Jay Porter page. Um, because we haven't actually launched the socials yet for Nude, uh, but just just get in touch with me, at Jay Porter, and um, and I'll direct you and help you, man. And like we'll um, we'll get the ball rolling. Um, my lovely wife has just asked. Uh, hey, Jazz. Are you ever going to allow yourself a proper break, like a holiday that lasts more than three days? Jazz, are you ever uh, going to allow yourself a proper break? Um, yeah, <laughs> Jazz. Jazz is right. Jazz, Jazz works in health and and you know like safety and she actually would probably see a lot of people burning out um would that be true you say but yeah like she, she would see a lot of this the mental state i know that that it is important and i i think that we like what we're going to do is try and get more getaways they may be working getaways but you know when you do a working getaway you're not going to work hard the whole time you're mm. going to have some fun yep. i think that's probably a chance to force ourselves to relax a bit so we'll go, we'll take the laptops to bali We'll get away for you know maybe a week or two, and mm. um, we'll try and do that more often. Yeah, and that will force us to go do some fun things and probably get a bit of a break at the same time as not taking our finger off the pulse. When you enjoy mm. it though, like when That's you enjoy the thing. working, we love it. I yeah. love it. I think like going away, taking your laptop, being able to yeah. you know just get a little involved and then go and do the fun stuff. I think that's a cool balance. And look, oh. we like we do work really hard, and there are some days when I know both of us are over it. Mm. It's two in the morning, and we're both just like, is this really happening? Uh, but sometimes there's, a, there's sort of this point where you just actually have to do it because mm. no one's going to do it for you. Mm. Uh, we find, well, I find anyway, when I get to that point, that's when I do take a few hours to myself or I'll go and take myself out for breakfast. And any women that are listening, I, it honestly is one of the best things you can do for yourself is take yourself out for breakfast. You feel like Beyonce. Well, I do anyway. <laughs> I always feel so empowered and it's such a simple thing to do. Take yourself out for a coffee and breakfast, sit by yourself and you know, just enjoy your own company. Yeah. But I think along the way, like, and doing things like that, like having a small breakfast, like, 
we work hard, we work long, but we do do a lot of fun stuff in between. Mm. So yeah. it's not like we're like out there digging a hole in the ground for, for yeah. 17 hours, 18, because we sometimes work 17 or 18 hour days, but we're not digging a hole in the ground. Like we may have gone out and visited our printer. We may have gone out and visited some clients and gone for a lunch date and done. So like, even when we're grinding, we're still finding ways to, to have fun in life. So I think yeah. that's probably something important to say. I've said that to people before. They're like, why do you work so many hours? But work so long? We do still find ways to have fun in between and, and have hobbies. Mm. And we're taking off the week of Josh's birthday in January, which oh. you guys guys down to last time. So we're going to do that week. Um, have you guys ever finished at five between 5 to 6 p.m.? Uh, uh, not for a really long time. No, not for ages. <laughs> I sometimes go, no, look, I'll sometimes go home at 5 or 6, but it's usually I'll swing by Woolies, grab stuff for dinner, start cooking, and then set the laptop up at home. Okay. Yeah, and then I, like, even last night, I was like, oh, God, it's 11.30. I thought it was 7.30, so, yeah, just... <laughs> No, I don't think. I don't think. No. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to finish that. Val valid question. When you leave the office and it's still daylight, it's really weird. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, any questions? Uh, Leah, Leah Capri. Yes. Oh, yeah. Chili treasures. This Are they beautiful? Awesome. Uh, low, low bros, kombucha, or mojo? Remedy. Low bros. Low bros. That was Leah Capri. So we're talking about kombucha. Le Leah, Leah Capres, what I'll say, is the owner of Chili Treasures Candles. Okay. Chili Interiors. Uh, and Chili Interiors. She's an amazing human. She's one of our friends and, um, and part of our network. And yeah, um, I would say, <laughs> did she like my comment? I would say, um, <laughs> I would say Low Bros for sure. Well, the Remedy one's all right as well. Low Bros is better than Remedy. And I like Rock too. Kombucha. Nah. Yeah, Rock and Butcher's good. Yeah. Low Bros. Questions are coming in thick and fast now. Oh. Uh, Maddie Lay. Maddie. Oh, Maddie. Okay, this one's close <laughs> to my heart. Yeah, yeah. Do this and you've got to explain this. When are we going to have a big jackpot or onesie movie night? This, yeah, okay, so... Um, <laughs> onesie movie Maddie's, night. <laughs> Maddie's, Maddie's been asking about the onesie movie night for ages, and it's a bloody good idea. Next winter. Actually, for those who don't know, this, uh, this winter just gone, we released onesies, which Brett has been asking. So that was release. Brett's idea, the onesies? Brett's been, Brett's been pitching onesies at us for about two and a half years, just saying, do onesies, you guys need to do onesies. And, and we, we finally went, yeah, look, it's time. It's time, and we did onesies, and um, we actually gave Brett and Jasmine a personalised onesie. <laughs> and we put a onesie on the runway at a fashion show recently. But that's that was so cool, cool. Because, but we only made like 70 onesies. Like we were like really limited. We're like, yeah, oh, we don't know how these, how these are going to go. We need a certain amount. We sold them out that amount. That. Yeah, we could have a, a party where like, well, at least the maybe 30 people in Perth who ordered them could come and... Let's plan that for winter. Okay, winter onesie party. Yes, it will happen. It's on. Maddie, we'll, make sure that you hit us up. We'll watch some good porn. I mean, watch a good show. <laughs> Um, I did say you could say whatever you wanted. <laughs> Someone called Just Jason Decosa. <laughs> Sounds Indian. JD. Is that an Indian now? Uh, <laughs> Justin. Did you ever have a stage where you questioned if you were good enough at what you were doing, and how did you get through it? Did you ever have a question, stage where you questioned? What am I doing? Every day for me sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> at a, I think at that's some Justin's point. question. So I got to say it again because this is going to go on the recording where people don't see it. So the question is, did you ever have a moment when you questioned what you, you were doing and whether you were good enough to do it? There, constantly. I think... Do you still? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, definitely All still. All the time. Because, you know, things are always growing at, a, at this crazy speed. And you, and you, but the, that, that, you know, we talk a lot about courage in, this, in, in the businesses. We ever talk about a lot about... You do, yeah. About being bold and about being, uh, you know, courageous and brave. But you can't be any of those things unless there's some element of fear. You know, so there's always something to overcome, and yeah, I've I've fought some demons. Hey, like I've I've sometimes just gone away and just thought to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, am I actually is this message getting across? Am I making an impact in the world, or am I just 
talking shit. Like, I don't know, like, sometimes, you know, but you, you do get past it. If you've got a strong enough vision, you get past that. I mean, mm. what about you, Ren? Yeah, absolutely, all the time. I, every time I try and put something new out into the world or I try and think of a new way of doing something, I always worry that, is this going to be the one that fails? Is this going to be the one thing that kills my entire business? Which is such an irrational thought, but mm. it definitely is something that crosses my mind. Um, and second-guessing the things. Hiring staff was a huge deal for me, mm -hmm. uh, especially deciding to hire two at the same time. That was a really big decision. And, yeah, yeah. that's still something that's scary for me, uh, for all of us, really. It's great, and they're awesome, and I love them, and I'm glad that we did it, but it doesn't take away the fear. Do you know what I think mm. is, is sometimes, sometimes you get a bit sick of your own voice. I don't mean that just physically. Like, you know, sometimes you just get a little bit tired of your own voice, and you start yep. thinking, shit, are people sick is of it, me? Or is it just, is, no am is, I just noise now? Am I just noise? But then all it sometimes takes is just a a well-placed message from someone who loves yep. you or someone who you don't even know that well who just sends you a message saying, I think you're amazing, I think you're doing yep. an awesome job. Sometimes yeah. those messages are coming at the craziest times. Hey, like when I've been so down on myself thinking like, shit, like am I actually getting there? And I get a message from someone and it's just like, hey man, I believe in you. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important for people to remember, if you think somebody's doing a good job, Absolutely. Tell them. Uh, the yeah. other night, on Saturday night, I was out, um, it was my, it was Remy. Remy's getting married in a couple of weeks, everyone. <laughs> so Remy's hen's party was on the weekend. If you follow me on um, Insta, you will have seen how the epicness of that party. Anyway, uh, a friend, um, an acquaintance came up and she said, I watch your stories every single day and I'm figuring that a lot of people don't probably message you about them, but I want you to know that I draw a lot of inspiration from them and I've never messaged you about them, so no doubt there are a lot of other people out there that feel the same way and just haven't told you, so I need you to know that from me. And I just wanted to cry. It was such a, um, a wonderful thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, hey? What, what yeah. about you? What's your experience? Like, do you ever, like, you, you've done some pretty big things in the last year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a big journey, hey? Um, exactly what you said all the time. Um, um, I was actually going to ask you guys a question, um, which I'll come back to, but exactly what you said, I have times when I feel, is anything breaking through? I'm sick, of, like you said, I'm sick of my own voice. Yeah. I don't want to post stuff. I got, you know, except like you go through mm -hmm. cycles and then you have times when you're on fire and you know, like you're killing it. Um, yeah. The same thing as you guys, like, um, you know, sometimes I will feel like, are we just doing this? Like, are we breaking through? And then I'll be out and someone will be like, oh dude, you're the perfect fam guy. And like, you know, they'll grab a photo with me and um, they'll tell me about some of the videos we've done or this podcast or yeah, about yeah, something. Yeah. I'm like, man, do you listen to that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was the only one that listened. I thought it was like 3,000 views and I was those, you know, two, two and a half thousand. I'm really glad that you listen back to all the stuff you create because I do too. And I like, think am I the only person that listens back? I listen to myself in the, uh, once. In the podcast, yeah. like, like on the way home, like yeah. I definitely listen to it. Yeah, them. same as me. It's kind of bizarre, but yeah. no, I do too. I do too. <laughs> the start of this uh, podcast was a little crackly. I figured it out about thirty seconds in. So. <laughs> yeah, the start of this was a bit crackly. So yeah, I think like definitely one thing I was going to ask you guys, which I'll say about myself, I've got mega thick skin now. So nothing shocks me, nothing offends me. Anything I put out, it's not personally me. Yeah. So whatever demons, whatever I have going on with Brendan McCormack, Brendo from Perth Fit Fam is different. So jumping on stage for the ICN in keto off the cuff to pole dancing, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, I yeah. understand it's not you, it's not you like to a degree. And I, yeah, and I feel for sure. me, I need to have that because then I can do this stuff and I don't think twice about it. Yeah. yeah. So I got thick skin. I think, yeah, I look, we've definitely got thick skin. Um, we, things offend us less. I think you, particularly as a person though, you've got quite an ability to put yourself out there into situations that normal people would feel awkward to do. Uh, I think that's definitely one of your 
greatest attributes is that you're prepared to go and do things and, and sort of, I think that's a sign of leadership is that you, you lead, like you get out there first mm -hmm. and people go, oh shit, maybe I should do that too. Um, we've got thick skins for sure. Like, I mean, I... I Yours is thicker than mine. <laughs> I don't, I really don't give a fuck if someone says to me, I hate what you do, mm. but I do really respond. I know, doesn't, just keep I going. I do really respond really well though to people who, to, who say, I love what you do. That's what really affects me. That's Massively. Shit. Um, but you know, like we're human, like I know that we often, you know, both experience certain levels of doubt and certain people can help to make you feel doubt, but, mm. um, but yeah, like nothing's going to stop us now, you know, like, no. you're right, like nothing's going to stop us now, you get a thick skin. Yeah, I think so. On, on that front too, I troll myself so hard that no one can troll me as hard as yeah. I troll myself. We, we yeah. often talk about controlling the dialogue that gets put out there about you, is you control it and, yeah. yeah. He's saying he trolls himself. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, oh, you, okay. you troll yourself so that no one else can do it for you. Yeah, it's so the same I've thing. Contro it. Controlling the dialogue of what you're putting out there is you're in control of, yeah, of exactly. that because you put it out there first. Yeah, so, yeah. Is, so, so yeah, I think for instance, like, you know, in, in that instance, that's it. But same as you guys. When people tell you stuff, it's awesome. I love it. I'm, from my point, I'm still growing to... Yeah understanding when people come up to you and stuff you know you know, <laughs> you know the polls now on instagram the poll you can do like an instagram. a poll hey yes or no? yes or no oh that's on instagram yeah yeah i was like am i stupid what am i saying yeah yeah the you're poll. Oh, so you're talking about no, i thought you were talking about, so pole, talking dancing, about pole dancing and before. i was like the poll is on it. instagram like it was on an auction or something <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no so the poll on instagram yeah yeah, yeah. pole dancing you spin around yeah. Um, no, so that, that can be like, yeah that up, can really hurt you your heart up, you put up a, you put up a poll saying who loves my new t-shirt and then like 17% of people say no. And you're just like, is it me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I put no, you put a picture of me. I put a picture of Renee up wearing a green set saying, who yeah. loves this green set? And a whole bunch of people said yes, obviously. And a bunch of people, a small bunch of people said no, don't love the set. So in that but, I mean, it's hard not to say that person. Is that like, because I'm wearing it? We or? learned pretty quick that like, um, well, Renee's found a way to cheat the system. Yes. She just says yes or hell yes. Um, <laughs> I've done that before too. Um, I, usually, I don't really care now. I'm just like, you know, I did one the other day where I was like, should I eat this blueberry or this cashew? Yeah. I don't really know why I'm saying that because you wouldn't get offended, but yeah, yeah like you, you do. Oh, you, you just put it out. I love the pulse. I They're awesome. Love the pulse it up. Because for me, it's oh instant God. market research. It's the best. Yeah. Straight away. I use it straight away for instant market research. And you research. can see how excited. Like my system is somewhat flawed in that everyone says yes and yes, but if they click the hell yes, then they're slightly more excited than the people that just click I don't yes. Know. So I that's how I figure. People might think they're clicking no. And they hit but you know what I did the mm. other day that on the polls was uh, I was actually with a client. We we're doing an Instagram lesson, basically teaching him how to use the polls and all that sort of stuff. So I put one up on my story just quickly. Are you having a good day, yes or no? And I meant to delete it and I didn't delete it. And all these people started responding yes and no. And then I felt like 35 people said no, they had a bad day. So then I felt like I had to back and I actually initiated conversation with all these 35 people oh, to say, no. hey, like, I'm sorry you had a, That's a great I'm sorry idea. you had a bad day. Are you okay? Or is you know? I hope tomorrow's better. And yeah, it was kind of weird. That's that's bizarre. Okay, so this is like completely off topic, but yeah. like talking about like Snapchat or Insta mess ups. I don't really use Snapchat anymore unless it's a private message. Mm -hmm. um, and I put one up the other day, which I accidentally put on my story, oh, which I was laying in bed with Shell, and I was singing the Dawson's Creek theme song. Yeah, oh, kiss me. Um, kiss me. Would you like to sing it now? No, I really don't want to. Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't think I posted that one. I thought I deleted it and I actually put it on my story by mistake and it went through the whole pretty much 24 hours of <laughs> me like starting to sing this song for like half a second in bed. Could have left like 
I don't know what people were thinking I was doing. But anyway, sorry guys, I was singing Dawson's Creek for anyone that saw it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I social media up, stuff when I, was in, when I was in prep, I mean, I, I put up a lot of skimpy photos when I was in prep. That's what you do, right? Still do. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, Snapchat, Jake Porter Clothing, for anyone who likes nudes, no, it's not nudes. But I put up a photo in prep. <laughs> I think I was trying to send it to Brett and, and the boys, as you do. And it was just like a photo of me standing from the back in the mirror, just my ass. And I wrote like, Glute cheeks coming in, and I was just like, had my hard ass, like, and I just loaded it and it went on my story, and it was on there for ages. Oh no! And another time, I sent something really stupid to Brett and some of the boys. Um, like, I don't know if you can imagine like what was going on, but anyway, a helicopter. Um, it was a helicopter in the something, room. Something there was a helicopter we'll in the guys. room. It was and aviation. I, and then I was driving for about twenty minutes, and then and I had this Snapchat from Brett saying, "Hey man, you realise you put that on your story, right?" And I was like, I panicked. I was like, no way was that thing swinging on my story. So I like quickly rushed to my story and I was like, shit, I can't see it. What's wrong? And then I realized he was just, he was just fucking with me. Oh, anyway, it's the worst feeling. Do we have any more? Our Facebook crashed, has it? Are we still on? What's happened there? Kicked us off, I got bored. Are we still on? I think we still might be live. Click on that, Brett. We'll double check. I bet we're still in. We're still in, you reckon? I reckon we're still oh, in. Yeah. We're still, still on. in. All right. I think we're still on, guys. On that note, we better wrap it up just in case. Is there any other questions before we wrap it up? Uh, no, that's... Um, Leah's mum says, hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi. No. Cool. We're done. Awesome. We're done. We thanks, crash. guys. We didn't crash. We didn't crash. Guys, thanks, thanks for being bro. on. Pleasure, Thank as you. always. Awesome. Are we going to... How are we going to do the... Let's, are we going to do a knuckle? Mm-hmm. Do a knuckle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks for being on, guys. Um, thanks for having us. Everyone to contact you guys. That's it. Show details. How do, we get, how do we get you guys? So you can get me on Jay Porter Clothing yep. uh, through Facebook or through Instagram. You can get me at RP Dream Hunter. I will be starting a new Instagram account in the new year because everyone has said I needed to, which will be Dream Hunter. But if yep. you need me, you can check out my website, dreamhunter.com.au. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for having us, guys. That's, That's it. We love your work. Perfect, fam. Stay tuned. Done. Thanks, Brett. Bye.